0: And you are listening to the Texas Standard. Christmas Eve, 2016. A man in a jail near Fort Worth is pepper sprayed as guards pile on top of him to pin him down, making it hard for the inmate to breathe. Before Christmas morning, 38-year-old Andy DeBusk would be dead. According to a Dallas Morning News investigation, DeBusk was coming down from meth when he was put in the Parker County Jail. An autopsy report says those actions taken by the jail guards contributed to his death. The investigation reports that some of those guards had not gone through a state-mandated program to become a trained guard, something that's not altogether uncommon in Texas jails. Dave Boucher is an investigative reporter for the Dallas Morning News. He's been working on this story along with Dallas Morning News reporter Kerry Aspin. Dave, thanks for taking a few minutes out to talk with us on the Texas Standard.
1: Absolutely. It's my pleasure.
0: Uh, First off, what happened when Andy DeBusk died? Why did this happen in the first place? Why were they pepper spraying him.
1: Officers decided that DeBusk was becoming combative in his cell. Um, He was throwing a mattress around and and putting water around in the cell. They entered the cell. There's an allegation that he took a swing at an officer. It's unclear whether or not he hit the officer. Uh, And so guards rushed in. They pepper sprayed him in the cell. And then we obtained video that shows him after he has been handcuffed and after his feet are shackled together. As you noted guards are piling on top of him. He's screaming, "I can't breathe," and they are continuing to restrain him.
0: Why was he in in the lockup in the first place? What was the backstory there?
1: So, Debusk had had some problems with with drug addiction. He had gotten his life straight for about a decade. He had created a successful small business and raised a son, but he had kind of fallen off the wagon after his marriage fell apart. And so, he had been in and out of jail recently on a matter of of small. Um, small violations of probation and parole, just just issues that result in him continuing to have to come in, um, like failing to charge a monitoring device. So he was back in jail after a couple of brushes of the law on relatively small uh, issues.
0: Why why would guards pile on top of uh, someone who seemed to be, uh, what, was he acting erratic? Was he threatening the guards? What was going on?
1: They said that they thought in in the Texas Rangers report, guards said that they thought he would be inciting other inmates and that he was being disrespectful to the officers and that they have a policy that they move these uh, offenders who are being agitated to something they called the violent tank. So somewhere they would put somebody to kind of cool out. Again, it's unclear exactly how he was agitating other guards or, or other inmates. He was in a cell by himself. But the officers decided they wanted to move them and the encounter escalated rapidly.
0: So these guards, as you report, had not gone through training requirements from the state. How common is that?
1: So several of the officers involved uh, had what's called a temporary license. And in Texas, you're allowed to work for up to a year in a jail on this temporary license, Uh, you have to meet all the parameters for becoming a a guard, pass high school, be able to drive a car, but you don't have to go through the 96 hours of state mandated training. We discovered through state records that anywhere from 4,000 to 5,000 temporary licenses are issued every year. Uh, Again, you can work for up to a year on that license, but it's it's not uncommon for somebody to work past a year. We talked to a training director who said that it's uh, a huge liability for jails to employ someone past that year deadline, and it's also illegal. These jails can face a $1,000 per day fine if they employ somebody past passes temporary license, although big fines rarely happen.
0: Why does this one-year loophole exist in the first place?
1: So there are arguments that rural jails or jails that are away from a, a large work pool – have trouble finding people. You know, it's a different type of environment as an official with LaSalle, the company that operates the jail, said, and it can be tough to employ people. And so the system is in place in theory to allow people to get in, see if they understand the the correctional system, and see if this is something they want to do. And if they do that, if they do want to be a part, then they can go through the training. I talked to a jail administrator elsewhere who said he likes to employ temporary jailers so they can come in and actually see what it's like to be in a jail before they commit to the licensure
0: process. Any repercussions from the death of Andy DeBusk? I mean, what what happened to the guards and, and what, do, what about DeBusk's family? What do they have to say about all this?
1: So it's important to note that the local uh, district attorney brought the case, along with the Texas Rangers, to a grand jury. The grand jury chose not to indict any of the officers involved. Many of the officers have since moved on. As I said, it's kind of a transient business. There's a revolving door of officers in and out. But the family has filed a lawsuit against the jail operator, LaSalle Corrections, the private jail company alleging negligence. The company kind of declined to comment on the actual um, case itself, but for the family, they're, they're heartbroken. You know, they had considered uh, bailing Andy out of jail on on that night that he died and decided in a, in a moment of tough love to leave him in jail overnight, let him sober up a little bit. You know, they didn't want to uh, have him kind of interrupt this, this Christmas Eve tradition that they had at their house. And they're, they're torn up about it now. They think that maybe if they had bailed them out, something differently might have happened.
0: Forgive me for asking a dumb question, but we're talking about a company. This is the Parker County Jail. Why is it that a company is, is, um, is, is sending in guards and not? Why aren't these county employees?
1: So throughout Texas and actually throughout the country, there are private prison operators who also operate ICE detention facilities and in this case, county jails. Counties have determined that it could be cheaper to have somebody come in and administer a jail as opposed to the county itself running a jail. So we found that certain counties like Dallas, the cost of operating a jail is somewhere around $70 per inmate per day. Whereas this company like LaSalle has offered to operate jails in other counties for as little as $30 or less per inmate per day.
0: Let, Let me just put it to you bluntly. Is cost cutting in Texas jails causing deaths? I think that that's a question that
1: counties may have to grapple with. I think that there's also questions about liability. You could argue as a county that if there are going to be issues within a jail and that if you could be held liable for an in-custody death, that it could be some form of a liability shield to have a private company operating this jail. So if somebody dies and a private operator is the one who has the contract for a jail, then the private operator is sued. And in theory, they take over all liability for that case. But there are questions about whether privatization of the you know incarceration of human beings is leading to lax accountability or lax training or safety issues.
0: We've been speaking with Dave Boucher, uh, along with reporter Carrie Aspinwald, covering this story for the Dallas Morning News. We'll link to it at TexasStandard.org. Dave, thanks so much for speaking with us.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for your time.